Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Good morning, Boston. This is the WEEI Producer Show right here on Boston Sports Original. WEEI, Shime, Lanny, Garvin with you on this crisp, crispy, chilly Saturday morning. Boys, how we feeling? What's going on? It's over. What's over, Ryan? The, 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 the Patriots 2023 season. Stay tuned for It's all, it's all over. Thank you for saying Curtis that, not the next. show. I, I, I just want to go back to bed. It's it's cold. I hate it. I, I hate Sun's this out, weather. Though. No, I just screw the sun. I'm, uh-huh. I'm going back to oh, okay. I'm going back It's to not sleep. raining. It's all over. Sure, it's not gray. It's not yeah. gloomy. No nor'easter. Right? I'm so down, man. Why? So Why down. are you so in the dumps, Ryan? Well, I, I was, we told you this was coming. No, it's. I, I really held out hope that this team could actually like figure something out and give us the semblance of something uh, entertaining this year. They're they're not. They're not. They don't want to. They have no interest in keeping you entertained. Uh, I hope all the orchards and and pumpkin patches across New England are are nice and ready today and tomorrow and Sunday. Oh, Sunday! It's Great gonna be like uh, uh, the the Walking Dead. There's gonna be people everywhere. There's a there will be some, especially with a four o'clock uh, start. Oh my god! I, I learned that. Kidding? I learned that the hard way a couple weeks ago. Woo! Lady, yeah. No more pumpkins. They're all going to be gone. No more apples. Hey, can you get a Christmas tree right now? You might as well go do that because this team is not worth your time. Apple cider donuts. I'll wait in line for apple cider donuts. I respect that. They don't run out of those. I'm not going back to bed. I want to go get some apple cider donuts. That sounds delicious. There you go, Ryan. That's more positive than you started here. I'm proud of you. What uh, terrible agenda with the Patriots would you like me to start with today, Sean? I I bounced a couple things (laughs) off you. One, I wrote something. Uh, I don't think Rob Bradford would want to put this up on the the website. I sat down and put together 10 items of how Bill Belichick effed up the New England Patriots. Mm, Yeah, Um, probably not okay. The other item, which I think will make you flip out, is something uh, that friend of the show, and, and great writer Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald uh, said to us on Jones and Mega with Arcan yesterday. Uh, he and Doug Kide penned a piece in the Boston Herald that I absolutely recommend everybody go uh, read. I absolutely recommend to go back on the Odyssey app yesterday. We talked to Andrew Callahan about this piece detailing all the dysfunction within the Patriots right now, the the falling out and the lack of faith that they're having in their, their first-round quarterback. And, oh, my God, the antiquated old-ass fashion that this New England Patriots team and Bill Belichick uses uh, to to identify talent is is incredible. And so, so you that's guys kind of, tell me. That's kind of where I'm I want to start. To I want to start because I, I think for me, the biggest issue with this team, and I think the, a lot of people feel this way, is just the entire roster kind of stinks. Uh, overall, top to bottom, especially on the offensive side. Mm. There isn't one guy on the offensive side you can hang your head on and be like, that guy's going to be good for us. No. no like, And the best guy you look at, it's like, Hunter Henry's okay. 
He's all right. Yeah. But like that's it. No, nobody gets nobody gets you excited. Nobody gets you. Uh, the, the, you can't bank on anybody to be there three years down the road. And so I, I think we need to start there because the just the talent evaluation has been an absolute nightmare disaster. Uh, and so I would like to like to start there, and we can uh, move on uh, move on to your 10, ten uh, reasons why oh, Bill good. effed up the Patriots uh, a little later on in the program. Um, so, Lanny, are you like a, a big stats guy when it comes no. to? So <laughs> I couldn't. I, you I might couldn't like be this. More, I couldn't be more of a caveman when it comes. This is to perfect. Stats. I like to like keep them simple. The professor and the caveman. Listen, yeah, man, right. if this radio thing doesn't work out for you, I guarantee Bill Belichick would hire you on his staff with, with that kind <laughs> of in. attitude. Uh, so, as I said, uh, Andrew Callahan and Doug Hyde wrote a great piece for the Boston Herald about all the the uh, issues that have been plaguing this Patriots team, and a couple passages jumped out for, to me. Uh, Joe, I will have you play that piece of audio that I asked for in just a minute, but I would like to read this. Uh, when it comes to the Patriots, uh, Kide and Callahan write, according to a league source, part of the business, and this is the business of uh, evaluating their players. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, everything else is, we, we've talked about, you guys have talked about, you know, no cash spending, you know, mm-hmm. never really yep. valuing the offensive side of the, the cap. All that gets cash. covered, but yep. this, this is something that's really remarkable. Uh, according to a league source, part of the business includes a front office that evaluates players almost entirely without, again, without the assistance of analytics. GPS tracking data, such as publicly available information from next-gen stats, uh, would have tipped them off that a receiver like Devontae Parker generates the least separation in the league. Now, that's not technically true. He generates the second least amount of separation Mm. in the league. If you can believe it, and I don't have the person off the top of my head, there is somebody that is slower and less able to generate separation on the football field. uh, Devontae Mm. Parker is 2.1 yards. Average separation because I now I know these stupid next gen stats. Yeah, next gen um, stats are fun. Keep going. So poor separation currently plagues all the team's receivers except sixth round uh, rookie Demario Douglas, who is responsible for Jones' longest gain of the season. And chances are, uh, as I would believe, we will not be seeing him anytime soon. So what does that all mean? That means that the Patriots uh, they like to use the uh, what is it called the ice pick like uh, play cards that Bill Belichick used to have to print out in his old days uh, with the Cleveland Browns, and and they don't like to use any They're of Big the, fans of the eye test. Yes, the statistics, anything like that. Okay, fine. You strap a Fitbit to your player's ankle, and you can see how many steps he's run that day. Congratulations. I don't know if that tells you anything. Uh, so, Joe, if you would, Andrew Callahan joined us yesterday. Again, I would definitely recommend. Go back, read this, listen to this. It's Download the Odyssey really app. incredible stuff. A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can find it on any app store. So, uh, I believe it was Meg and I cut the question out, asked something to the effect of like how the Patriots go about using this business model when it comes to um, where they are in football uh, with using stats compared to other teams. A couple franchises that are, are as all in as you really can get in an analytics are the Eagles and the Browns. And where the Patriots fall on the spectrum are certainly in the bottom half and closer to the bottom than I realized because the Crafts have a sports analytics company that's next door to the football uh, facility. That's incredible. And so my understanding is that they had a small analytics staff uh, going back a few years who then all left. And they dabbled in it a little bit towards the end of Nick Casario's run as you know de facto GM, director of player personnel, and have since kind of scrapped it. And they're going by the tape. They're going by the old school nature. And they do have GPS tracking. Like That's how they monitor how many miles guys have run or steps they've taken during practice. They run it every single day. But when it comes to evaluating talent – my understanding is that they've gone away from the analytics. And as other teams invest more and more, 
and use this kind of cutting-edge information and data, which are all tools. It's not, it doesn't dictate what you think, but it helps you form decisions that the Patriots have kind of eschewed it, even in recent history compared to how they were doing business, you know, five, seven, ten years ago. What? what, what hold on. Hold on. So hold Casario on. left and took the nerds with him. I, 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 I guess so. And I don't even know, Billy, if they were still that gung-ho about it when Casario was still there because he goes on uh, to say after the fact that it was kind of starting to wane around then. Um, but again, the the idea that, you know, the, the, it shouldn't be the end-all, be-all, and I'm sure there are some teams that probably are the complete opposite side of the spectrum where they lean too heavily into what the analytics... But there needs to be a healthy balance. My, I, I, you know, I get ridiculed all the time for citing EPA per play mm-hmm. and and, and uh, CPOA and all that, all the, all the, all the crazy, you know, your coursey stats or whatever in hockey. Right. I don't like, know what that means. Yes, uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, and Is there a glossary so, somewhere? I don't like, have it. I, I understand that people make fun of that, but at the same time, there needs to be a balance. You have to use because analytics are very helpful. It it justifies what you're seeing a lot of the time, right? We know how Mac how bad Mac Jones is playing. Mm-hmm. If I told you. EPA per dropback, every time he takes a dropback, how efficient he is on the given down and distance, every single play is taken into account, how right. efficient he is. If I told you he's three times worse than he was in the first five games of last season, you'd probably believe me because it looks three times worse. Yeah, It might even look even worse absolutely. than that. And so the, the way you're sp- supposed to use analytics is you're supposed to be able to see it on the tape justify it with the numbers, and meld the two. That's why teams should be around the 50% mark when it comes to use of analytics and use of just tape evaluation. You need to be, you need to have a healthy balance because if you don't, you, you're you either Heim Bloom and you're just typing things into a computer and allowing the computer to make the decision and taking zero you know, human evidence, whether it's personality or charisma or grit or or clutch, any of those things that can't be measured in a computer. The intangibles. Or you're going all by tape, and sometimes the tape doesn't show just how good guys really are. Say Jacoby Myers. Maybe he instance. might be one of those guys. Just to, to throw a guy out there okay. who is... I have a little bit of analyticalness yeah. to me. Uh, it's there you go, it's okay. just... It's so dumb. And... and, and this also kind of really feeds into the narrative, too, that Bill Belichick is just a dinosaur. And, and, I, and I feel bad because I feel like I feel like Bill isn't this dumb. I didn't want to start like this. I really didn't. But as I, between reading this piece and listening to Callahan talk about this yesterday, and then like I, I was watching stuff. I, I heard Keith brought up the premise of, like, what was Mac Jones' best game? And I'm like, that's a question that's been thrown around a lot. I started watching stuff from his was rookie year. Was it last year? year at Minnesota? No, I think I had the answer for you. I think it was their win, and I completely forgot about what the stakes were in this game. Uh, I think it was week 11. It was before that Bills game. Uh, they beat the Tennessee Titans. Both those teams, I think, were either 7-3 yeah, and 8-4. Yeah, but that was, a Titans game. that was a Titans team without Derrick Henry, if, no. you, recall, if you remember. But and I'm I- just looking at... I'm looking at Mac. I'm looking at how Mac played. And Mac performed very well. In fact, Mac was good during those stretches. But, again, it's the overall point of things were not this bad. Now, there was a chance that things were going to get this bad. But, look, I know. I can pile on stuff and yell about stuff and be negative about stuff. Even I didn't think it was going to be this fast. And I think to what, Shime, you're saying is that 
there has to be a mix. There has to be whatever analytics you've been using for the draft. Like I don't know at what point oh, they you would suck. you would just They're go. So this bad isn't working. This isn't working. Whatever analytics are like, we're going to take Duke Dawson or Jawan Williams with with. We're going to take Nikhil Harry or Nikhil Harry with a first round pick over DK Metcalf. Is it that? fundamentally cannot work. I love the part where, he, where, where Andrew says that there, there's actually like a stats-based business right next door. Right. Bill Belichick was parking the other side of the building, so he doesn't even have to look at that. But Lanny, as you said, you're more of like the old school... Yeah, see, I know I am. I'm more of like, of I don't believe in the you know games are played on paper thing. But I mean, if you're going to embrace something as much as we're strapping GPS to these guys, you have to be open to other things. Nope. This is because the, the Kraft have a sports analytics company that's next door to the football. That's incredible, right? You have to be willing to. He's just he's. It's you hate to say it. He's stubborn. I don't. As, I uh, don't hate to say it because it's as simple as that. What else? Set, set, what else can you say ways, about him? He's set in his ways. He's done it for this long. He's had a great amount of success doing it. And it's at the point where ownership's just like, hey, I we trust this guy. Well, we did trust this guy. But you have to evolve. Is it a stubbornness thing, though? Like, is it because they did have this, right? They did use analytics and then it started to fade away and they just put zero effort back into it. So is it a stubborn thing where he just didn't like it? Or was it something that he just felt was too cumbersome on what he already had on his plate? Yeah, Yeah, not worth his time. And again, that comes back to being GM, being head coach. He's already got too much on his plate as it is. So now you're going to throw a bunch of equations and numbers at him. Which which always, it, it bugs the crap out of me because... You can just hire outside the organization. Not every coach and person that comes through that building has to be homegrown. They don't. They don't have to be your buddy. They don't have to be somebody right, he you does, groom. He, he doesn't have a friend that does this stuff. That's right. why we don't have one. And, and, and that's what – Scott Pioli's not coming back. And right. I bet I bet Pioli probably was involved in this. Casario was involved in it. I bet Pioli before him. Like, there's probably a long list of guys that were involved, but all those guys have since gone on and none of them have come back like your Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, Bill O'Brien's have. And so it it, it's, it makes it, – it, I just I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact there's, that they just – There's a football team that operates like this in 2023. In 2023! This isn't 1995! It's not even 2003 where, again, like you have – I credit – what Bill Belichick did, you know, say whatever you want about, you know, Tom Brady's more responsible. He couldn't have done this without Tom Brady. Look, Bill Belichick created this. Like, I'm sorry. That's a fact. Tom Brady was the guy that was going out there every Sunday and making it work. Bill Belichick was the one that put this model in place and is a huge reason it was able to be sustainable as it was for 20 years. And you would like to hope when you have that kind of acumen and an understanding towards football that you would be able to start to figure out when things are not working instead of being, if you want to call it stubborn, I think that's very fair, but set in your ways because objectively you could step back and be like, well, Jesus, it worked for 20 years. Why would I change it? Well, as it turns out, after you set the standard for what how football is to be played on offense and defense, teams started to catch up. All the people that grew up watching you and, and nerded out and started to figure some things out, your Shanahan Juniors and, and McVay Juniors and Zach Taylors, Mike McDaniels, exactly. I love awesome. analytics. All those guys God, I love Mike grew McDaniel. up being like, well, how would I want to beat this one day? And And it's... Another great part uh, that never made the air for my show. Nick Saban was on with Pat McAfee. Uh, uh, yeah, Pat McAfee he said something very interesting about something he learned from Bill Belichick, and it was something to the effect of Bill always taught me to hire 
Like keep keep a good group of young guys because they are going to be the ones that are going to be here. You're gonna, they're going to learn from you, and eventually they will go off and they'll start their own programs. But you'll know you'll be able to bring these guys back once they get some experience. And I think that works to a point, and I believe in you know giving people opportunities that that work hard for you and come up. But I think where Bill Belichick got lost is what Saban says in the back half of this, where he goes, you got to rely on other people because the longer you coach, the more separated you get from like who the top young guys are. It's almost like you have this block, like you don't want to acknowledge what they do. And I think that is where Bill Belichick has gone so wrong. It's not relying on other people well, saying it's my way that, or the highway. It's my way, the Patriots way, or you're out of here and you're going to go to Las Vegas. Well, on top of that, it's just even just the idea of recycling the new group group of young coaches right yeah it's like you had a group of young coaches you were prepared for the inevitable brain drain when you first started winning charlie weiss romeo cornell those guys start to leave but it's okay we bring in guys like josh mcdaniels we bring in guys like bill o'brien we bring in other you know just uh, you keep cycling those guys in but it got to a point where you just didn't have those guys anymore, right? Brian Flores leaves. He takes a bunch of your staff. Now you're really drained. You have two of your kids on your staff. You do, you, uh, you got three ex-players you're that relying, were not coaching you had anywhere to, before. You had to put a former... Oh, sorry, Adrian Clem. I'm sorry. You had to put coach. a former defensive coordinator at offensive coordinator because you felt like you didn't have somebody in the system that you could just promote to offensive coordinator. Those you had to, my top guys. And who is the who is the tight ends coach we were arguing about all last year? Nick Nick uh, Cayley. Nick Cayley is he still on the team? Nick Cayley is the tight ends coach uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, you want to know why? Because Bill didn't. Bill didn't want him to grow. Instead, he gave it to Matt Patricia. Then he's like, nah, "This didn't work. Let's go to Bill O'Brien." Two kids, and it's two kids: Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. Two plucky young yeah, upstarts. Two right? plucky young <laughs> upstarts who sucked as head coaches. Uh, I brought so you an apple today, coach. I just, I think I, I don't. On it, shined it myself. I don't even know that Bill necessarily did it on purpose or if it just kind of things got away from him but that you're right the idea that he had young guys and he just never recycled them 617-779-7937 uh, if you want to weigh in here on the producer show this morning with Shime, Lanny and Garvin 37937 if you want to text in as well we'll continue with this discussion we'll also get to Ryan's 10 ways Bill Belichick effed up the New England Patriots uh, all that and more after uh, Joe gets you caught up with what's trending your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Almost like you forgot my last name there, Shimer. Here's Trending on WEEI. It's a long list of injuries for the Patriots as they look to get back on track against the Raiders tomorrow. Seven players, that's right, seven, have already been ruled out for New England. Headlined by receivers Juju Smith-Schuster and Mario Douglas, who both suffered concussions in last week's loss to the Saints. Also out is Cody Davis, Cole Strange, Matthew Judon, Riley Reef and Tyrone Wheatley Jr. Uh, also, 10 Patriots, yes, 10, are listed as questionable. Among them are Trent Brown, Kyle Duggar, Jonathan Jones, Mike Onwenu, Tyquan Thornton, and Josh Uche. For the Raiders, a much shorter list as only player ruled out right now is starting quarterback Nate Hobbs. Uh, he's dealing with an ankle injury. The Pats and Raiders will kick off from Las Vegas at 4.05 tomorrow afternoon. Some other injuries in the NFL. The Browns and Giants will be without their starting QBs as Deshaun Watson and Daniel Jones have been ruled out respectively. Also, Panthers running back Miles Sanders has been ruled out with a shoulder injury. The Bruins are back in action to play their second game of the season. Tonight, they'll host the Nashville Predators at the TD Garden for a 7 o'clock puck drop. 
Bees are coming off a season-opening win over the Blackhawks at home last Wednesday. Boston College football is on their bye week, but the drama in college football got started early last night as Deion Sanders in Colorado blew a 29-0 lead to fall to Stanford in double overtime, 46-43. And the Revolution play their final road game of the regular season against Nashville SC tonight at 8.30. With a playoff spot already clinched, the Revs sit two points behind Columbus in the East from getting home field for their first-round matchup. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. The WEI Producers Show will be right back after this. My biggest takeaway was it feels like Mac Jones does not have support throughout various levels of the organization. Uh, Put another way, I feel like he no longer has support from the majority of the organization. Is that a fair characterization? It is, because I spoke to someone just last night after the story came out, and we spoke at length, and that was one person among um, I would say at least a few, but probably many, because you can only speak to so many people, that is firmly out on Mac. Like, they're over it. They, they don't think he's the answer. He's not someone helping the team. They know they're not alone in that. But two things. They're not a decision maker, and they also know that Bailey Zappi is not any better. And so that's where the Patriots are, is really stuck between a bad quarterback and a worse one. Okay, well, just real quick. When you say you talk to somebody, whether it was last night or, or over time, the, the support that is waning with Mac Jones exists in the locker room with the players, correct? Some players and other, other places in the organization, yes. <sighs> Welcome back to the WEI Producer Show. This is Taylor here on Boston Sports Original. This is John Hyatt. Have a little faith in me. Which is what Mac is looking for. I needed a I needed a more emo song. This is too this is too much hope. This is too much hope in the song. This is sitting on a dock. <laughs> Out, next rejoin. Next rejoin. Looking sad. Yep. Right. Look this, into is, the, this is little faith. Heavens. We need no faith. Yeah. I need I need zero faith. Ooh, faith no more. There you go. Something Epic, right? That's that's one of their songs. Yes, right? it is one of their songs. Look at that. Uh, yeah. So that was Andrew Callahan on with Jones and Mego uh, just yesterday talking about the. Mm, Lack of faith in uh, the quarterback position for the New England Patriots, and not just Mac Jones, uh, and the lack of faith also in Bailey Zappi. I think the quote was, he stunk, or stinks. <laughs> yes, uh, there were three different quotes that he had. The last one was from a uh, source, he stinks, uh, which I don't disagree with. I think, I think both of them be bad. Be they bad. stink. They're not good. And so that's why I think a lot of us got juiced up yesterday, too, when we heard Bill Belichick kind of praising Malik Cunningham. Oh. And it's and we we got a little too juiced up. Uh, he, he wouldn't even go as far to say that Malik's been, like, really good. He just says he's learning a lot. And, like, I think Bedard about, said it best. Stink, stank, and stunk. Giardi. That was Giardi. Giardi about the uh, Thanks, receivers. Joe. Thanks, Joe. Uh, anyways... <clears throat> So, so Belichick was talking about Malik Cunningham, and when when he mentioned Malik playing quarterback, he called him competent. Yes, he didn't call him good. I'll take it. He didn't call him pretty. Light <laughs> is like I'm done, done. seeing these two competent. Stiffs. I'll take it. Give me Malik Cunningham. Please. Competent might keep you out of a pumpkin patch for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. It's we've come to a point where it's just like none of these guys work. None of these guys are going to work. And that's again, this is where. The likes of Andy Gresh, who also hates analytics, he'd mm-hmm. fit right into the Bill Belichick um, coaching tree, uh, and Bill Belichick himself probably really liked Mac Jones because analytically he's not that good. And but when you watch the tape, he's fine because he was playing with Alabama and he's playing with the Heisman winner and he's throwing to Jalen Waddle and like it's it's hard to be bad in that situation. So when you look at the tape, 
He's hitting all the throws. He looks pretty good. Probably going through some progressions. Awesome. Whereas you get to the NFL, mm, not so much the case. See, Wait, Chime, who were you saying doesn't like analytics? Rich and Fourier. Rich and Fourier. I think that it would not be impossible to tailor an NFL an NFL team around the needs of Mac Jones. I don't think that's impossible. You just, I mean, mm. no, I really don't. I just think that you need some guys who can catch the ball. I think what I don't makes, think his accuracy was an issue. I think he does not trust what's in front of him. It's like catching the ball. It's getting what open. makes Mac Jones better than like Case Keenum? Again, I would go back to the accuracy, and I would go back to his ability. Not deep, but from 10 to 20. The problem is when you take things away from that player year after year after year, which is one of my uh, 10 points, and how Bill Belichick effed up the New England Patriots, not on WEI.com because Rob Bradford would not post this. Um, I think that there was was a... I don't think it's it's just a roundabout way of saying I don't think what we saw in 2021 was an anomaly. I think that defense was really good, and now this defense is very average, if not below middle of the road. Um, but I think when you took the tools away from him, that that a player like him would need like a good third down back, a good slot receiver to get over the middle and create separation, not one or the other. I don't care what your Fitbit tells you, coach. That you could have that, you know. Instead, you've designed an offense where you have this statuesque, barely mobile quarterback with no offensive line and no fast receivers. Like, again, it's the argument that I've heard. Well, you know, there are plenty of of quarterbacks that could come into this situation and play. I I think Bill Belichick has made this impossible for literally any quarterback to come in and have success without, like, But what's the difference between this offense and 2021? Uh, one, the guy calling the plays. Two, the competence on the offensive line. So you think? Three, that, hold on, hold on, I'm hold on, not hold done yet. Hey, hold on, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, but I need to ask a about third down point. back. Four, a competent receiver that knows how to find openings in the zone and get separation, which Bill Belichick what, didn't what value. The, what is the difference in the receiving core outside of Jacoby Myers? You, you think not having Jacoby Myers on this? Who do you, Matt Chatham now? Uh, no, no, no. Hold on, Jacoby hold on. Time, Myers. Time the hell out. Okay, no, no, Chatham, go ahead. You are not. You you are not going to tell me that Jacoby Myers is the difference between this offense and 2021 and why it's so bad. Of course That's, it is. Oh my it is God, such a difference. You're out of your mind. Jacoby Myers is not Jamar Chase. Jacoby Myers is a the 35th best receiver in football at his best. Yeah, and he, That's you, know, you know what good. you know what that That's would make him the biggest 25 difference. spots above the friggin' 60th best this receiver, is, which is what this team is loaded with. I look, so you look at the 21 roster, you was it I bad? have the depth chart in front of me if you'd like that, to read it. I, I know, I know the depth chart. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, you bring in Juju. Oh, a fullback, too, because you were such a heavy running team, right? You bring in Juju instead of Jacoby Myers because you think it's going to be a one for one trade. It was not. Bad move. Jacoby Myers was better. You should have kept Jacoby Myers. I agree. Should be on the team. Jacoby Myers on this team right now doesn't help them be not one in four. You asked what a difference was. I just gave you like five freaking differences, dude. Yeah, okay, no, but it, so. Okay, so Jacoby Myers would not make this team better than one and four. So what was that? What was the next one? Uh, after what was the first your one? Your competent two? offensive line. Uh, your competent offensive coordinator. What's the difference between this offensive line and twenty twenty one? I just Trent Brown was elf. Yeah, <laughs> Trent Brown is like the ninth best 
pass or like uh, uh, offensive lineman according to PFF. He's literally the most inconsistent player in the history of but professional tra- football. My point is, it's still Trent Brown. It's still David Andrews. It's still Mike Onwenu. And then Cole Strange, I think sucks. I thought they su- he sucked when they picked him. I didn't get it. They were I, I understand that. in twenty twenty one. Like I don't understand why you're pushing back so much the against the roster. This. Isn't any different? Of course, it's super different. Holy smokes, it's not. Listen, I listened to your show. This is bitch remarkable. out my show about you know the fact that we we would sit and turn our nose up at JC Jackson when you guys were like cash spending for a month and a half, which is like because a real point. But then you sit and, and applaud Bill Belichick for cheaping out at cornerback when the plan cheaping out the you plan, needed cornerback help you plan, went and got a corner. Hold on, the plan was after Jack Jones, who you knew was not going to be available. Jonathan Jones has literally been hurt all year, and you were going to go into the 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 season with Miles Bryant and Sean Wade, and that was fine. The plan was Riley Reef again. It's this like fundamental willingness to just not help the offensive side of the football, which Bill Belichick has been doing for literally three years now. First of all, cornerbacks aren't on the offensive side of the football, so that's different. But regard, like, okay, so at right tackle, he went with the discount option. Again, I disagree with it. I don't think it was the smart thing to do. I said, go get an actual right tackle. It. Oh, you guys sound what so are you stu- talking about? Wiggy, quote, you're an idiot if you think this was a bad move. What, the J.C. Jackson, Jackson has been elected. A bad move. It was a great move. It was a terrible move. Holy smoke! The is fact is, you probably should have kept him in the first place, and maybe he wouldn't have why flamed would out the have, way that he had. Or why, if you kept him in the first place, he would be on your on your roster for like eighty four million dollars. What are you talking? Oh, about? the idea you sound like an some, idiot. The idea. Shut up. The idea of paying somebody that worked in this system and was talented and that worked well, whether it's the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball, is something that Bill Belichick, for whatever reason, doesn't want to do. Maybe he just likes the idea of making twenty five million dollars more than any other player on this team you and uh, here your issue is is that you coaches what boy. you're what your coaches boy Holy you're, you, no 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 it's never I'm the players it's up. never the players Holy it's smokes. never the players right you're not listening we're arguing you're you're you and i agree bill belichick is is screwing this team i agree with you i no, i don't dis, i don't discount that he is he is an idiot he doesn't put he should have paid a guy like jacoby myers i agree the the different what we were arguing is that the twenty one roster and this roster are very similar. It is it is far more on Mac Jones now because he's being bad. He's playing awful. This is what Mac Jones is. That was our original argument. You have since pivoted. I am not coach's boy. I've never been you coach's boy. You are absolutely boy. coach's I boy. I said, holy smokes. I said the J.C. Jackson pickup was a good pickup because you got nothing and you got a corner who was pretty good in this system and you got you needed corner help. How did what they did go, do? How, how did you go 8-4 with a bad quarterback? Like, I don't want to rehash oh the entire rookie year, but again, it's the nonsense of like, well, it's just how did it happen? Considering I went back and watched the kid play good football in his rookie year. That happened, dude. Fine. It wasn't good. It was fine for like the thousandth time. It, it was, was fine. Football. It was basically what Brock Purdy's doing. It's yeah, just because that Brock a- Purdy plays in a system that, oh, what a weird concept. Plays to his skill set, which is something that Bill Belichick whoa, is not whoa, interested whoa. in doing. Why would you That's draft not Brock sta- Purdy's skill set? Why would you draft a statuesque quarterback and then make it impossible for him or any other quarterback to thrive in this system? It makes no sense. Ryan. It is coaching malpractice. Ryan. This is the exact same system as 2021. I hate to break it to you. 
It's the exact same thing. Bill Belichick told you himself. The playbook is the playbook. They run the same that thing. Doesn't mean anything? The playbook is the Bill, playbook. Bill O'Brien has been running running a, a very similar offense. Do you want to know why they run so much out of shotgun instead of running play action now? Because he it's doesn't because, want to turn his back to the offense because he knows that Trent Brown's got a cut block. Because because yes. he knows Riley Reef is the effing plan. That's why no. Riley Reef was the plan. If Matt How Jones, do you have an offensive line when Riley Reef was your plan? I don't understand it. Darian Lowe, Tyrone Wheatley Jr., Cole Strange. You drafted Cole Strange and they laughed at you. Why did they laugh at you? Because you reached for a guy that shouldn't have been drafted in the first round. Riley Reef has been in the NFL for like 12 years. He sucks. I don't he disagree. No but he's a legitimate tackle. And you needed you are- a right tackle, and you decided to get cute. Oh, the Jets need a tackle. Har, har, har. Let's trade to the Steelers. Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da. Suck it, Jets. When you needed that position, you needed help on the offensive line. And you didn't do it. How about instead I'm, of... All I'm saying, man, regardless of what the system is, you could have helped the kid. And you didn't. How about That's why of, it's over. This this whole see, situation here's your issue. Mac you're, Jones... You're allowing Mac Jones to be the GM. Like, and the offensive coach and decide that Riley Reef isn't good enough to be my right tackle. I want to go support instead, the kid that has to go out there and get his... Head taken off every single week. You want to know why he was good in 2021? Because he went out and ran the Tell damn me, plays. He doesn't run the damn plays now. He he Instead, he wanted more say in the offense. He wanted to be able to be in shotgun. And you want to know what? Mac Jones sucks in shotgun. They can't pass block. He can't pass. In the beginning of that game, uh, the, the, very, the, the New Orleans Saints game, before he was even pressured, he was throwing balls 10 yards over guys' heads and away from receivers who were open. Play any comment? No. I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm literally just sitting here. I'm just literally sitting here like uh, the child. Just you guys didn't to notice, en- but me and Lanny went and got a sandwich while you guys I'm were just arguing. Trying to enjoy, I'm just trying to enjoy gin- dinner while my parents bicker at each other and ended with, it's not your fault. This isn't about you. I couldn't. I wasn't going to. Lanny, was my, you're not the problem. Was, yeah, right. This we're, was this was my inner producer Sh- on the producer and I show are, are staying sitting together back and just Lanny. letting it happen. We're staying together for the kids. Just, yeah, just letting just it happen. I'm just trying to Lanny's just trying to eat his peas. Yeah, and be a good kid. Like, I don't even want to eat these peas, but I, I know just, it's going to make you guys happy. You guys, all you guys are going to I just want to go play N64, <laughs> yeah, right. can, I have like, can I go eat my dinner in front of the no. TV, please? <laughs> the, the thing that I'm never going to no, come off awesome. of is <laughs> Matt Jones had a chance. I really, he had a chance. And in my 10 step uh, article of how Bill Belichick effed up the New England Patriots, uh, item number five is what happened. And it's not what happened. Like, Keith, it's, there's a T at the end of this. And it has to do with that Buffalo Bills game. Like, the, uh, something weird happened. The playoff game? The, no, the no, game? no, the, the handoff game. The where, win game. The, oh, the we only game. threw three yeah, times. Got it, got it, got it. Something happened there with Mac Jones and Bill Belichick where I just think that, like, Mac was feeling good about himself. And I think he was able to go out there and not light it up and, and all that. But they were winning football games. Like, you, you could win football games with a kid. And I think... That just crushed him, and for, for they whether won the game, I know they won the game. But again, you're the quarterback, and all you got to hear about, and maybe it was just the timing of it. I remember he had some comments. It was something to the effect of like, you know, we can't feel sorry for ourselves because they they came out and ended up doing like one in four, and they they had one win over Jacksonville. But the team that showed like they could actually be competitive in the system that they were running. Um, it just everything kind of started. Like I feel like that was the catalyst between that and him going out of out of uh, you know the compound 
in going and asking Alabama people who knew football to help the Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, who apparently don't know football, to to give them some ideas. Uh, one of those two things, I just completely fractured the relationship I, between Bill Belichick and Mac Jones, and I don't think they've ever been able to get past that. And maybe that's why Mac Jones is like, you know what? F it. If Bill O'Brien's going to let me call plays, I'm going to call plays. Because again, I liken it to like the NASCAR driver, where it's like when Tom Brady was driving the Patriots funny car, like two of the wheels were square. You know, it had no power steering. He was the fluid, greatest eraser in sports so history. good at it. He drove that car like nothing. And then he put Mac Jones in there, who was used to driving Ferraris his entire life, or pick whatever night's NASCAR. I don't watch NASCAR. And it's like, okay, well, you Here's need a that tire. Uh, that tire is now retiring. I know you really trusted that tire. And I know you like these fuzzy dice. Every time you look at these fuzzy dice, they make you feel nice. Well, we're not going to pay for that. The fuzzy dice are now going to Las Vegas. I just think that Bill Belichick has made it difficult. Not not just Mac Jones. I don't think Bailey Zappi, Will Greer, Ian Book, uh, Malik Cunningham, Cunningham Wallace, Wallace and, and Gromit, any quarterback that you bring <laughs> in Paul, here would just never, ever, ever work out. I think it's just this is fundamentally broken, and that's why I said at the beginning of the show, it is over you, you're not it coming is back. And that you're right about. And here's the thing, dude. I absolutely hold Mac Jones accountable for how he has conducted himself. He has not played well. I, you cannot defend what he has been doing. Bill Belichick though had to work at it for years, years to make it this bad for his offense. And it, it is the offense. It's not just Mac Jones. Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, Ramondre Stevenson, like all these guys that showed some promise. You know, in the previous year, two years, everybody's bad now. I just, everybody's bad. I, I think what happened with a lot of people that started believing in Mac Jones, and I think you uh, fell victim to this, is that it was a bit of a mirage. I think you had a much more of a cupcake schedule in 2021. You caught a lot of teams at bad times for those teams. Titans without Derrick Henry. I'm pretty sure the Browns didn't have, like, Nick Chubb in that game, and they started Jacoby Brissett or something at quarterback. Like, actually, that might have been the Bailey Zappi year. Regardless, I forget what uh, who started a quarterback for them. I, I, I made a I was win. just looking at it yesterday, too. Uh, but regardless, like you cut a lot of teams good. Like I think the one good win in that 2021 schedule was like 27-24 over the Chargers. But I just think Bill owns Justin Herbert, kind of. Right. Uh, and, and so I think that really helped. And that, look, he looked really good in that Cowboys game, too. But again, it's like, well, your best win isn't a loss. Congratulations. That was a shootout. He, he, they, defense fell apart after playing fairly competent and he got him back down the field and he hit Kendrick Bourne for 40 and then blown coverage let Kendrick Bourne run it for and a touchdown. Think- I just think that it's not impossible to win with a game manager if you can build it around him and Bill Belichick is so stuck in his ways as we were talking about at the beginning of the show that he's not going to ever acquiesce to what Mac Jones would need or anybody else for that matter. 617-779-7937 if you want to weigh in. Riley Reef. I read for madness. Whoa, whoa, bless you. Bless you. Thank bless you. Sorry. You. Uh, this is the WEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original. Shime, Landy, and Garvin. We'll be right back. This is the WEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original. WEI. We're just going to let Lanny take over the last segment. Ryan that was and I awesome. Too much. That was absolutely Garvin, Shime, back to your corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'll Mills Lane this. Ken came in and said I dunked on you, Sean. Now I feel terrible about that. <laughs> Why? Because you got Ken on your side? Uh, <laughs> contrarian Ken. Oh, man. I, I relent. Uh, Ryan threw up the white flag. I relent. You know what? Yeah. But you did, Ken. Matt, Matt Jones left him is on the awful. Stool. It left is him on the, the stool same in between system. Rounds. 
This, this is a verbal TKO. All all this stuff. It's the same system. Matt Patricia's great. You're not coach's boy. You do have a third down back. You like, do have a third down back. Riley Reef Zeke's is fine. amazing. I love Vidarian Lowe. <laughs> Uh, Where are we on your list? Trent Brown is the man. Right? There was a list when Number we started 11. the show. Oh, I do. Can I read my list real quick of how Bill Belichick effed up the Patriots? Yeah, we, leave off? We, on we won't spend a lot of time on this. Where did we leave off? What was your last one? Oh, I never. I, I think I just played. Uh, I did them chronologically. One, obviously not understanding the value of Tom Brady. We don't need to talk no about it. No separation. Two, no playing post-Gronk. Obviously, two uh, A would be uh, that year we had Matt Lacoste, uh, Ryan Izzo, an old ass Ben Watson. Love Three that. drafting Jags with valuable picks. C Sony Michelle, Isaiah Wynn, Nikhil Harry, Juwan Johnson, Duke Dawson, Cole Strange, Tyquan Thornton, and I don't know maybe Josh Uche and Kyle Duggar might end up in that uh, that uh, category had, too. Like, Ten plus sacks. They're okay. Last year. They're okay. I'm not saying they're total Jags yet. Uh, not understanding the values of your diamonds in the rough. And I'm not saying that these were like amazing guys, but they might be a they little better than what you have including J.C. Jackson, Braxton Barrios, Damian Harris, Jacoby Myers, Shaq Braxton Mason, Barrios. and Joe Tooney, right? I Braxton remember me Barrios. and Mutt made a bet on Braxton Barrios oh, like loved three years ago. Braxton Barrios. Uh, this is the one I alluded to, the, the handoff game versus the Bills in parentheses. What happened? What happened to the wind. relationship? Uh, 5A, and then whatever happened at the bye week, uh, in the beginning, it was the beginning of the end, I think. Uh, feeling sorry for themselves, all of that. Uh, not replacing James White or your fullback, which is, again, in, in an offense where you want to ground and pound and get muddy and dirty. You don't have any leading blockers whatsoever. Number seven, Obvi. Yeah, you want to play a lot, of, a lot of 12 personnel. Apparently. One running back, two tight ends, baby. Seven, Obvi, Patricia, and Judge. Don't need to spend any more time on it. Eight, being an effing baby over (laughs) Max seeking help from a competent football mind. And again, you want to keep all the the dirty laundry in the house, fine. But again, I go back to, I'm going to ride with the kid that has to go out there and take the shots every week. So if he's not getting help, you know, if you're not getting help from your parents, you're going to seek other father and motherly figures to help guide you through life as a young quarterback. Uh, Number nine, not understanding the value of Jacoby Myers. See number four. Number 10, this is my final point, giving your team, your fans, and most importantly, your boss, a reason to buy into any of what you have done because of, quote, the last 25 years. Mm. 10 steps in how Bill Bell, and he had to work at it, too. This didn't happen overnight. This took at least three full seasons, culminating with Cam Newton to where we are now, of effing up the New England Patriots. What would you say to them to give them a reason to be optimistic for what's ahead? The last 25 years. Oh, what a telling statement. Good poll, Braverman. What a telling statement that was. We should have known that that it was over. A guy who only pays and cares about players on what they can give is using his resume as an excuse. Oh, my God. So at this point, now you know what? as good as your next play. But, hey, I did this for 25 years. (laughs) Trade Mac Jones. Everyone's (laughs) like, why would you fire Bill Belichick? We're going day by day. But, hey, 25 years is pretty good. It it doesn't matter anymore. Like, uh, again, if you want to win 10 games this year, you got to win. You got to go nine and three the rest of this season. That's not happening. Is he back next year? If you go, no, I don't want him back next year. Because if you get a good draft pick, what's he going to get? Like the second rated uh, linebacker, number one overall. So, oh my so God. I think we posted a poll yesterday. Ooh. Would you rather have Belichick and like insert veteran quarterback from around? I, will, the NFL? I don't even know what the other option is. I'm taking it. Uh, the other option would be brand new coach. 
plus the top five draft pick quarterback. Oh my god, yes. Okay. Yes. No, yeah. Without I, I, I'm I'm over this. I am over uh, this. We're not using stats. You know, we're just gonna use the tape. We're not gonna value any of our homegrown year. players. You think he's back next year? I think, he's, ba- I think he's back next year. By the way, Sean, that poll I just pulled it up. Sixty five percent want Caleb Williams and a new coach. Yep. There you I think go. he's back next year because but do you want him to be, be back? Because Randy? they'll say, Oh, well, Gonzalez was hurt. Judon was hurt. The offensive line, our was offensive hurt. line was hurt. I had to deal with a lot of injuries, so it's. I think it, that's kind Just of run it back. I think that's kind of the boat that they'll be in. It's like, all right, well, let's let's get everybody healthy oh, and let's man. give it one more shot. That's I'm just not, my one thought. That's my opinion on it. Like, I'm not going to yell, I, but I'm, again, I mean, Riley I'm, I'm, I'm was the plan. I'm obviously I mean, excited the for the idea of somebody new, something fresh, because I like the idea of gutting it and restarting it. But I think they're going to use the. Well, we dealt with a lot of injuries this year. We didn't really get a fair assessment. A lot assessment. of adversity. Right, of what team we really are, so let's let's give them one more shot at it. Well, uh, I think today was a productive show. I think we learned two things. I, I think one... That you guys uh, can get loud before 9 a.m. Yeah, that that's definitely one of them. Uh, I would say, number one, though, Tom Brady, carrot sign facing him over Bill Belichick. Yeah. Um, and number two, apple cider donuts are awesome. <sighs> That, the, those are the two things we learned today. Hey, we're not coming in next Saturday. We're going apple picking. We're going apple picking. Yes, we're going to go get apple cider donuts. Uh, team we're gonna bonding. Fo- we're going to get a photo of the three of us with a head and a giant <laughs> apple cut out. No, I want to see a photo of Shime and Garvin, your hands next to each other, sharing a donut. <laughs> yes, there you go. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Shime been... holding up Ryan to grab one off a high branch. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not holding him up. I put him like on my shoulders. Like the two straws in the milkshake, but yeah, just two right. bites of the same donut. Put him on my shoulders like a, he's a five-year-old. Just two guys enjoying the fall. Uh, this is been the WEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original. Keep it locked right here. Ken and Curtis got you next. See ya. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.